0: Welcome to episode number 27 of Stories from a Mountain Town. This is your host, Tyler. And today we have um, a very close friend of mine, Tim Schaefer. Tim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you doing my intro. uh, Yeah, that was... Specifically requested.
0: I normally don't intro like that, but he requested that because he is a big uh, Spittin' Chicklets fan. Swipe Ups. Swipe Ups. Who does that? I don't actually follow that one, but who says that one? That intro?
1: It is. Oh, that's uh Jr. I don't know. I can't.
0: Remember. I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually listened to it. Um but yeah, we're out here um we just got done with an amazing steak dinner. We had steak, potatoes, asparagus, Tim's life-changing mushrooms which changed my life even though you didn't think they were 100%. Well,
1: we, we missed out on the shallots and shallots. we didn't have all the all the ingredients. Hmm. So, they were they were subpar.
0: Okay. Well, I loved them um and as always and especially because Tim is here Tim loves Paco's IPA from Snake River Brewing and they are uh, a sponsor of the podcast we're going to get into some Snake River beers which
1: gladly get to crack it open
0: yeah wait where's my i need a koozie is there any koozies over there uh, shit okay
1: but got to be jealous because i just got a new Jackson Hole Stillworks koozie
0: Yeah, Uh, JH Stillworks. We got we got all the booze friends in town here. We have SRB for the beer. We got Stillworks for our vodka and gin. Um, And I learned we just learned a ton about JH Stillworks today. We're sitting there talking with the owner, one of the owners, Chaz, and he he was telling us all about their um, what do they call it grain to glass. Creation process basically, really the
1: distillery process behind creating gin, yeah. Like, we're way into it, like, more than
0: I even understood at all.
1: Also, like, the he at one point said gin is just flavored vodka, which absolutely uh, blew my mind, yeah. It's the most gnarly thing I've ever come out of someone's mouth, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, but yeah, so if you're in the area, go check them out. They have the best sloshies in town, um, and they're they actually put a lot of heart and a lot of care in each of the bottles that they sell they like it's like i said it's grain to glass so they they have relationships with the farmers they take the grain in they process the grain and then they distill it and then they do all the processing to get it to a final product that we can drink um where there's another thing i learned today is a lot of the uh, there's a lot of a lot of vodka and gin brands that they call them label, label slappers there's some sort of big manufacturing plant somewhere, somewhere in the country, and they say, "Hey, can you give me some samples of this?" And then they just slap the label on it, and they, they don't really have any heart in it. But these guys put their heart and soul into this. This is their dream to run this sort of company. So if you like that sort of thing, like craft spirits, like sloshies, like having some fun, go check them out. They're um, delicious. They're delicious. Yes, and strong.
1: <laughs> we were just we were just uh, so when we got those sloshies, we were just uh, went out for a bike ride. Uh, hit up Stillworks, and then we stopped at Tyler's buddy's Jeff's house, who's mm-hmm. from Philly. And most people in Philly, like, obviously they have the cheesesteak rivalry and, like, one place is better. Me being from Minnesota, you have, like, the Juicy Lucy debate. Here, <laughs> it's definitely the battle of the sloshy. Yeah. And if you want to get the premier sloshy in Jackson, you
0: have to go to Stillworks. It's got to be Stillworks. Um, yeah, so Tim is drinking a Paco's. Why do you, what do you like about Paco so much? Cause I, you, you've been here before and you've asked me to bring it back for you multiple times.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I went back and forth between being an IPA guy and then like mm. just regular like Bush Latte, uh, Mick Golden being from Minnesota, uh, just your regular normal working, working man beer. <laughs> um, and I just found that IPAs were a little too heavy and they didn't really do it for me. And then we came out here and we were hanging out, uh, at the resort and we were picking up a six pack cause there was a concert going on. It was a, a, like a reggae concert.
0: Uh, it was my birthday.
1: Yeah. And like, obviously like people who are friends of the, the podcast know that like you have, I'm assuming they would know that you have two like wolf dogs or yeah. a, a wolf dog and a Husky. Yeah. So um, when I went in to buy beer for us to just have while we were watching this concert, I saw Paco, which stuck out to me cause it had the dog on it uh-huh. on the can and uh, I was like, okay, I guess we're we're rolling with this one for the night. So I grabbed it, and I remember cracking it and having a sip, and I was like, this is an incredible beer, and mm-hmm. not a lot of beers do that for me. And this one is just, I don't know, it's it's a very tasty, fulfilling beer. Yeah,
0: you hear that, Elliot and Luke? You gotta you gotta love her right here. Get get these get Pacos up to Minnesota.
1: They have to come up there. I yeah. I'm desperate for them, and I anybody who's coming through the mountain area. I always tell him to to pick me up a pack when they're coming back to Minnesota.
0: Yeah, when your brother was here, he was like, "Oh, I gotta uh, do. Where do they sell that? Where do they sell Snake River? I gotta go. That's a bad accent for him, but yeah, where yeah. do they sell the snake, <laughs> snake River? I gotta get some pacos <laughs> for Tim.
1: Where the fuck are the pacos at, bro?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's more what he sounds like. Yeah. Um, and then I'm ripping a earned it hazy IPA. You've heard it here on the podcast before. It's my I I, I like this a little bit more than pacos. I think it's got a more citrusy, a little bit of a lighter flavor. Um, obviously, I love Paco's, love all their beers, but I, we I I'm doing earned it because we for sure earned it with our hike, uh, well our hike and our camping two days ago. We did like a around a ten mile hike near um, the Astoria Hoback area out in it's called um, cabin Cabin Creek Trailhead. We just kind of found this random trailhead on an app and just started walking into the wilderness and kept going until we see, we didn't want to go anymore. And then we stopped and hung out a little bit and then came back.
1: Which super sketchy because after we went on the hike, uh, we was it before or after the hike that we were scoping out the camping area?
0: Uh, the where, where we camped to last night? Last night, yeah. Uh, the day before the hike.
1: So when we were scoping this area out, it was like super rainy and like just on the edge of, of a- Get a, a little bit closer on the edge of a cliff.
0: Get closer to your mic.
1: Okay, sorry. And hopefully everyone can hear me now. Yeah. Uh driving around on a rainy cliff edge and I was I was behind Tyler in the car. Um so Tyler was in the car with my roommate who drove down here with us. Uh his buddy Joel and then he had uh his his dog Bridger in the car. And then behind him was me with my girlfriend Taylor and Tyler's girlfriend Taylor as well and and little Maverick and a car came around one of the bends and Tyler, I, I thought we lost Tyler, my no, roommate and Joel. No. It was the sketchiest thing. Your car literally almost went off, off the edge. And it was No, I was terrifying. in full control. I don't know so, about that.
0: So my perspective, this truck comes around the bend and it's like, I mean, the road is like, you know, nearly two cars wide, mostly like one and a half cars wide. And it is slippery, It's pretty. it was pretty muddy that day. Um, moist and there's like grooves in, in the road right and so my tires are in it and i'm like okay i need to like move with this guy so i turned my front tires and in four-wheel drive like they kind of get out of the grooves but then the back tires didn't get out of the groove and so i was like just i was like sliding a little bit sideways down this little slope a lot of it sideways and uh in full control mom, mom i was in full control um but then we got like they had to back up because it probably like It was a skinny spot. Like, they should have given us more room, anyways, because we were coming downhill. But
1: I I generally don't disagree with that. They should have given you more room. But uh, after you had made it around, totally safe, Tyler's mom, uh, (laughs) his tire tread was what? I would say less than an iPhone length, which is something that everyone can relate to. I don't know about that.
0: From the edge. No, I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
1: It was. I looked at it. It was, and I measured it with my phone. I said, this is one iPhone (laughs) from the edge. That's how close you came.
0: Okay, well, either way, um we we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit let's let's take it let's take it all the way back to why why are you out here right now?
1: Well, uh so initially, we were supposed to be in Arizona mm-hmm. during this time, mm-hmm. uh, which I found out uh, about a couple of weeks ago uh but instead, as everyone is very uh familiar with, there is a pandemic going on. So instead of going out to Arizona, where we were supposed to be playing golf and staying in a resort and swimming and drinking and partying, having a good time, uh, we changed our plans. We called the Audible and we decided to drive out to Jackson, which is, in my opinion, just as good as going out and golfing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so Tim... It was a graduation present. Yes, yes. Tim and his roommate, Scotty, just graduated from, from law school. Um, like two Fridays ago and like a few months ago, his girlfriend Taylor texted my girlfriend Taylor and I and said, Hey, would you, would you guys want to like do this trip to surprise Tim for a graduation gift? And we're like, hell yeah, that sounds sick. Cause it was to go down to like Scottsdale and like, I would set up a couple rounds of golf for us. And we'd hang around like the pool and warm and like, you know, celebrate. And she didn't tell him it was going to be his big surprise. And we were getting so excited to, like, surprise you down there because we, our whole plan was, like, we, were, we weren't going to say shit until, we, until we, you were there. And then we we're going to somehow, like, you know, room service come up to you or, like, walk by you at the pool and be like, hey, is that, wait, they just, you know, and just, yeah. like, totally freak you out. Um, and we, we literally had, like, I had, like, tea times ready. That's how close we were because yeah, we had the hotel, we had everything that's, booked.
1: That's what it sounded like because when I was wait, talking, did they did they, they cancel the hotel? They canceled the hotel and everything else. I think uh, Taylor's getting a refund on the plane tickets that she had booked. And oh. I think she's getting a refund from a hotel, so I think we're gonna use that at a different time. Oh, so I same. think she just got it like credited, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But like when I found out about this, I was like, my mind was absolutely <laughs> like blown. I couldn't believe that like. Like three people like that would just, I don't know. That was like the nicest thing that I've ever had anyone do for me. And then like, not only that, but like Taylor stepped it up. So like, I kind of like prided out of her afterwards. Cause I knew like the, like COVID stuff was going on. And uh, yeah. we were hanging out drinking one night on her uh, balcony and we were just hanging out, like kind of like reminiscing about like how quickly three years had went by because mm-hmm. she had finished nursing school when I was just getting started with law school. So it was kind of like we're like school, school took precedent over everything. And it was kind of mm-hmm. just like finally like a deep breath moment we're like finally we're both done with this. And like obviously I still had the bar going, but it's just nice not to have like that, like, you know, what's going on with your, with your schooling
0: what the hell are they doing out there?
1: <laughs> Sounds like they're banging the
0: we're, drums. We're in my office, yes, and you didn't catch I, don't, that. I don't know what they're. Do- they're I don't know if you can hear that, but there's just some commotion going on outside. And when I went out there to get, um, to get my water, they were like combining the cards, the cards that get you drunk, with our cards. So just regular cards. Well, like the cards that we we made up. Or your business cards. Like the card, the drunk cards we made up. Yeah. So it's like four decks worth they're- of cards that get you drunk.
1: Yeah. So.
0: So we're gonna have a long night, folks. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, so that's why you're out here. So you you audibled last second, which was an awesome chance, because it seems like everybody wants to come out to the mountains. Like, I think I think uh, in general we're seeing that people are realizing, you know, how awesome. That's
1: your dryer. Your washing and drying machine. Is it? Yeah, it hundred percent. Oh,
0: Uh, either way. I don't think po- I don't think the podcast heard that, um, but well, no, but I don't. think in no, general, don't. like you, because of just like being in these big cities during this this what's going on, it's like way more dangerous. Like you're just stacked on top of peop- people, and like their people are I think even more than before. They're like oh these these wilderness areas, these wide open areas, these nature areas are like where it, you should really be a lot, and then like that'll that'll lend to tourism. And then I think actually people will start moving out of cities because of this,
1: I was thinking that too, which is like a really interesting thing is that, um, you know, like the whole work from home that everyone's starting to, to yeah. move to, I think that's going to have a drastic impact on like what, what a modern city is going to look like. Cause you're not going to like, if, if this is like what we're in for, for like the foreseeable future, yeah. and work from home is what a lot of companies are seeing as a more feasible option for their employees. Mm-hmm. Then I think a lot more people are going to be like, well, like hell, like why don't I go to this, like this eight, like area where I can have more nature, more free space. I can get more acreage for my dollar. Um, which I think is going to be more beneficial because you're not going to have these absurd, like cost of living prices that you have out on the West coast, uh, or the East coast.
0: Well, it's pretty high here, but we have open space. Well,
1: that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's very true, but you're a fancy boy, so you can afford that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, but yeah. And, and like, um, not even like, you know, once we get past the point of like everyone needing to work from home, it'll be like, we all, you know, when no matter what your job is, well, I just worked from home for five months and was completely productive and like, or maybe did better, you know, how it'll be impossible for the company to ask you back to the office every day. You'd be like, fuck that. Yeah. Like I, I'm in, you know, I'm in sales and it's like, if you're someone who was going to the office every day in sales and then you went home and maybe you just did successful or like that worked for you and you did better and it's like well no uh i did better at, at home so i'm just gonna n- i'm not coming to the office yeah. or like in you know, four days a week so and the model that, i think it, is
1: changing dramatically yeah and it's a better business option for people because i think uh, like when it comes to it like the business is going to do what's in the best interest of the company right and that that in theory in theory yeah and that's like their bottom dollar so if if they have a employee who's making more from home then it's definitely in their best interest. And I think that they can realize that and be like, well, just keep working from home then. And you're also not spending as much time commuting to and from work, which mm-hmm. has, you know, a variety of different benefits to it. This yeah. Will, you know,
0: but not everyone can work from home. Like Very true. I, I've, pe- pe- plenty of people know that I work from home. I work remotely, remotely for, um, for lot three years now completely. Um, and so they, they'll like text me or message me and be like, dude, I don't know how you do it. I don't, I like, uh, i don't know how you work from home all the time this is like so hard to like get stuff done and it's just like just fucking do your job like you're you're hired to do a certain task or do something and make money or do whatever fucking do it like yeah just be an adult like it, it separate yeah. like you need to um separate the task from the location you're doing it at and being the office well not only
1: that but just like a maturity level in and of itself where like i don't know i feel like i've i've run across a bunch of people in school where it's just yeah. like they bitch and moan about everything and everything yeah when i say everything and everything like an idiot uh,
0: everything and everything and everything anything and everything all of the like, things they just bitch, about, they bitch like, about all the things just
1: anything and it's it's so frustrating because <laughs> it's just like it's like well what about and especially now with this going on because our bar has been like pushed back and forth and like we didn't yeah. have a like a firm date of like when we're gonna take it and we still kind of don't because they oh, man they said uh well you guys can still take it at the end of july alternatively we'll have it like early mid-september um and you can pick what date you want mm-hmm. and like depending on what happens in the future like you should be able to take those dates like they could accommodate it and everyone the majority of people in our school are just like, what the fuck? This is this is crazy. Like, why are we doing this? This is It's just like everyone's in this shit, to, like, together. It's not like we're the only people who are, like, being affected by this. So it's just like, suck it up. It's, like, pretty, it's a it's pretty a, it's even a, playing field. Yeah. It, like, yeah, I understand that. Like, it, it sucks. And, like, you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to pass the bar and, like, become, like, a certified attorney, like, a bar attorney and and be able to do what you set out those three years to do. But, like, I don't know. People are, people are dying and people, people are, are losing their jobs. People are losing businesses that they took years to build. And mm-hmm. it's like you're complaining about a test and they're being more than accommodating. So sh-
0: shout out the bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, are, how are employers reacting to that delayed bar? Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of your classmates had, like, prospective jobs lined up, you know, pending bar, pending passing the bar. Yeah. Are they being cool with it? Or are they like moving on to, a, you know, maybe another state that their bar was earlier or they've done it already or something like that?
1: So there's, there's been a lot, um, because we have in Minnesota, like the bar, it depends on like where you take it, that you would be able to take, like you'd pass the bar and you could be a bar attorney in whatever state that you pass the bar in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin doesn't have the bar. So if you pass from a, a how did you, how did you school, pass the
0: Louisiana state bar exam?
1: dude I don't, I don't know louisiana is its own place like it's it's it, I, you've seen
0: catch me if you can't
1: right i yeah i have okay. but that's okay. the thing it's like it's funny because like when when we were in like law school classes like we'll be talking like certain like rules of procedure or certain criminal law statutes and everyone will be like oh like this is this is the same across the bar regardless of where you are and then it's like except and it's like fucking louisiana of course because is it different? Louisiana has a bunch of different, like, nuanced um, laws to the state, and you can't really ask me about that Southern law, Cajun law, the Cajun law, (laughs) the Broil law, the
0: Bayou laws, Bayou law, which we got a whole other language and a whole other law. Which you have to be upset because it's not Clemson. I'm not the big a big Clemson guy i'm only a, no i'm not
1: you're like i have a koozie maybe and it's like you i have played one off yesterday I have a quarter, and you have a whole wardrobe of clemson gear
0: i have a one quarter zip like
1: I, I hope austin colvard listens to this podcast and he absolutely texts you or calls you up and he's like dude me and you bought like a whole wardrobe worth of no of clemson clothing. no
0: the orange shit i've had because i've been a friend of a fan of ricky fowler's forever the Clemson stuff, which is I, – I literally only have one quarter zip. It's it's not even like an orange quarter zip. It's gray with a paw print. My point and is – And you want to know how I got it? My point it? is – You know how I got it? I
1: asked you – You want to know how I got how it? Clemson stuff you had? You said, I have a koozie and that's it. When? Literally the other
0: day. No. I said I have a quarter zip and maybe a koozie. False. I don't even False. think I have a koozie. False. No. The quarter zip – you want to know how I got it? So, Tell me. Al – my my best friend Alex and Austin Colvard and I think sometimes his brother Drew Colvard and Stephen Knight all those guys, they go to Clemson uh, just about every year for one game because of a, a family friend that Austin has. And Al got this quarter zip and when I lived with him, it was like he never wore it. And I, it looked pretty big. I was like, "Does that? Do you even wear that? Can I have it?" And it's like, he somehow got an extra large, and it fit me perfectly. And he's like, he's like much shorter than I am. So you begged? No, he you he begged just for this Clemson he just gave quarter gear. because he just,
1: like, I didn't buy any Clemson gear no, while I was because down there. I'm so not, I need
0: this. I'm not That's a big. Cle- I don't really have a college team, but it's but I I it's a nice quarter zip, and it's fun to watch games with them. Them being big fans. And being like a part of, like a, a fandom. Do you wish you had hair like Trevor Lawrence? Is that, can you tell me that? I used to have hair like him. Did you ever, have you ever seen the pictures of me with Flo? No, I, I think I've went to
1: great length to avoid those, <laughs> those pictures. There's not that many <laughs> But I don't but think, but think like even seen those.
0: No, she has. Because I was, there's a, a an, an infamous picture of me with Flo. And one of my roommates had put Taylor as my back, as my wallpaper on my computer. As like a joke
1: like cheering you on uh,
0: no i mean ever they i mean everyone knew that i had a crush on her before we dated like freshman year of college and so they were like oh it'd be funny to put her as tyler's background until so they so they did that and then i was like i'll I'll like play into it and i'll go show taylor and be like oh taylor look at my background and so she has that picture i don't know where i don't know where she keeps it though I mean, in, her, in her in her back pocket we'll have to get that out
1: that might be the thumbnail for this video. <laughs> I think I think if it's not like I I think if anything it should be that because no. that would be incredible.
0: No, freshman freshman year college Tyler does not need to be out in the internet anymore. I
1: will say this when when I because uh, like when I started talking to to Taylor my Taylor, mm. um, I remember running into you at a bar and Taylor's like, "Oh, my good friend Tyler, my good friend Tyler," and that's like all I heard was like my good friend Tyler, and then I met you and you're like they like ditched me and went and hung out with you and like took shots. And I was like, who the fuck is this Tyler kid? And I just was like, I don't like him at all. I think, <laughs> I think he's a douche. Like he's a big douchebag. And then I got to know you and I was like, okay, it's not a douchebag. He's a super nice was guy. That,
0: was that beer Olympics night? A uh, beer Olympics night was the first time I remember meeting you.
1: No, it wasn't. It was before that. Um, hmm. it was while they were still in season, it was at, uh, God, what was the one on, on downtown Duluth? Like, spurs spurs it was spurs Hmm. which is always packed and just a terrible place and i love spurs sucks and you didn't buy me a shot and i gotta say i'm kind of upset to this day about it
0: well i mean between between us girls you know i can't just be buying shots for every single guy that college taylor rosemark is hanging around with i'd be broke
1: well that's true but but Shout out Chuck Meaney for for letting you rock the card, <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing that I thought was funny at the time. I was just like, oh, throw it on Chuck's card, <laughs> throw Man, it on his tab.
0: If I was if I was single, like for most of college, it would it would have been sick.
1: Yeah, that would uh that would have been a sweet deal. But uh, yeah, I think beer Olympics. God, what, what, I don't even really remember like the first like time that we actually. Hung oh, you down. don't remember? I don't. Do you?
0: Yeah. Tell me. But well, somehow after a beer Olympics, I remember. Uh, I well, I just remember be, going to like, well, we did beer Olympics at my house. I don't think you were there. No, I wasn't. Then we went to grandma's, um, like the sports garden, and then like you were just there, and like I was, you know, with Taylor and Taylor, and I don't know who else was there, but Taylor like, and Taylor, yeah,
1: a couple of their hometown friends,
0: yeah and like uh, we were just like you know i just used you, you were the people that i went in with and so i was like oh we'll just like party and dance with them so we were just like party and dance and that's it was, that was it and it, and you basically i mean you passed my test that night when like when fuck boys would come up to try to dance with any of the girls we were with just as friends and you would just like nudge them out of the way i was like okay this guy has his head in the right spot because there's a lot of fuck boys at grandma's on saturday nights
1: what were they called back then because they certainly were not fuck boys
0: I always call them fuckboys. I call I them. Know. i more often call them fuckboys than actually. Really? I don't use that term very often anymore. I think
1: I, think I would stick with douchebags. That,
0: that would that would, that's, that would what apply. Call, that's what I applied.
1: That's what I applied to you.
0: Okay. But I, you're not a douchebag. Thank you. <laughs> <Well, laughs> let be a douchebag. Let's be clear. I'm not concerned. Um, <laughs> we got a little bit off talk, topic. So back to the law stuff. So you graduated. You'll take the bar at some point. In the summer of the fall. September. Yeah. For sure. Is there anything later than September?
1: Uh if it doesn't happen in September, they said that we have to take it in February.
0: Mm. That would that would not be fun. Which would not be great. No. Um,
1: but right now I'm working as a lobbyist. Um for Drying the Swamp. Well, I mean, people need a voice on the hill. Uh I work I work in Minnesota, so it's specific to Minnesota. It's not like a DC yeah. thing. It's there's no swamp.
0: Yeah. So so, tell the people. Um, like, what kind of law do you want to go into? What kind of lawyer do you want to be? I don't know. Uh, I besides good one.
1: Yeah, a good lawyer, uh, one that makes a lot of money. Is that a, is that a good answer? That can uh, be. That I don't, can be. I don't know. I've done. I've done everything. Uh, it was when I first started law school. We had the Minnesota Supreme Court Justice come to our school and give us a talk, and like we did like a. A happy hour afterwards where we got to like uh do a little networking and i remember talking to like half of them and every time i would ask them like what like what would you think about like where you were at um now uh, as opposed to where so you, you just be.
0: come in just came in the door was that a facetime
1: that's a little Face
0: facetiming with a little with a baby
1: oh, oh. little nuggets talking
0: Taylor's sister just had a baby, and he is—he is very cute. He is, I don't think a lot of babies are cute, but he's pretty cute.
1: Yeah, he might be the cutest kid I've—I've I've, I've seen. Like the the like because most kids like you see and you feel like you have to be like oh that's that's a cute baby, but like with I this don't kid, feel that though. I'm i like, know you don't because you're, you're you have no you're you're mean.
0: Yes, but I'm that's, always like it looks like an alien. And it looks like an to. alien.
1: That's true. After you said it more like that, that does make sense. But this kid is.
0: He, yeah, he doesn't look like an alien. His his head is normal shaped. He doesn't look doesn't look like an old man. Yeah, looks like a a baby. I'm
1: scared now to have kids because I feel like my kid <laughs> won't live up to the hype. It's being as cute, as cute as that kid, and that's a real
0: fear. <laughs> you that know, I the ugly have. cousin.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, damn, why can't our kid look like that kid?
0: You know, <laughs> oh, but whatever. Well, you're not you're not an NHL athlete. That's that's, that's the biggest thing.
1: That's true. But uh, well, whenever whenever I go to head to head with Riley, I usually come on on top. So.
0: What sort of head-to-head head do you go at it with You know, Riley? like
1: uh, bags, <laughs> uh, card
0: games. slap shot, regatta?
1: No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Most of the things that are, like, super athletic, I, I try to stay Golf, away you'd from. probably be him that. Oh, I whip his ass. He still owes me uh steak dinner for Manny's. We played for... Riley?
0: Manny. If Riley, if you're out there. Manny's, steak dinner. Steak dinner. The bludgeon of beef. <laughs> I will hold you to it. I gave him
1: 14 shots on nine holes. 14 <laughs> on nine holes. Jeez. And I that's whooped. That's a lot.
0: His ass. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Calling shots on the podcast. My first memory of Riley was he picked us up one night from the bar. And I think he was... might have been still in high school or or like early college, but like you know, heard heard the legends of this Riley Tufty and like he always oh, going places and he's this giant dude and he can squat a, a zillion pounds and he picks us up in his mom's minivan with his knees up to his chin because was the, that Taylor's
1: birthday at Cowboy Slims? Uh, I thought it was Jacks. Cowboy Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Cowboy yeah, Something. One of them.
0: Yeah, one of them. But he pulls up and he's, like, got his knees into his chin in his mom's minivan. I was like, oh, shit. This is hilarious looking because, like, he's Taylor's, a really big Taylor's dude. Taylor's
1: mom's minivan. The white Honda? I don't, I can't recall. Yeah. I have no
0: recommendation of the kind of car that's, we got into. That's so
1: funny because, like, when I, like, I knew. So Taylor's the older of her and her sister Morgan. Um, and Taylor's like, oh, yeah, like, Morgan's boyfriend Riley will be there. So this is when I was, like, meeting her family mm-hmm. for the first time, like, four years back. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And like, she told me, she's like, yeah, Riley's really good at hockey and like really likes hockey. And I knew nothing about like his, like his, his actual like status of like, <laughs> he was a fucking God at, at hockey, you know, like was he Mr. Hockey? Mr. Hockey in Minnesota. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. I, I had an autographed Pavel Datsuk, uh, card uh-huh. that, uh, one of my friends from undergrad, her dad was like friends with, like all these Russian hockey players. So when Detroit would play Minnesota, um, Pavo Datsuk would always like go over there for dinner or so she would say. And so like, I got an autographed Pavel Datsuk card and I was like, uh, Oh, like I think Christmas was coming up or something like that. And I didn't know who Riley was. So I was like, here you go, Taylor, like give this to Riley, like sick card. Like, and she never gave that to him, which I found out later. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, so now I'm missing a Pavel Datsuk autograph card where'd it go i i don't know taylor lost it she won't admit to it but she did <laughs> if nerd. she's on the podcast ask her about it and she will she will not t- I will. admit to it but i remember yes. when i did meet him um i walked in the house and like i'm i'm pretty tall like you and i are the same height like six two six three i'm six five homie well you don't look at it because you're a skinny boy <laughs> you fell right into my trap <laughs> but you, i don't look up to a lot of people when i meet them mm. and especially like younger people and when I walked into Taylor's house, she's like, yeah, this is Riley. And I about <laughs> broke my neck looking up because this guy is a giant and just about <laughs> broke my hand when he shook my hand when that was still a thing and there wasn't coronavirus. And he's just like, he's like, nice to meet you, Riley. And I'm like, dude, you're this supposed was to be. that deep? You're supposed to be 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's supposed to be a I, child. I, well, I mean, in my mind, it might've been deeper, but yeah. No, I mean, super good kid. probably like one of the. One of the nicest hearted kids out there and super, super great. Apparently Gives the Rosemar
0: girls like climbing trees. Do they? <laughs> well, they both got tall boyfriends. That's true. I think, uh, yeah, I,
1: maybe, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe.
0: Well, I asked the hard hitting questions here, Tim. These are the hard hitting questions. I had no answer to that one. So I apologize. Did you go into, you didn't really get into like what, why, what law you wanted to practice? Yeah, I was I was trying to tell
1: a story and then we got sidetracked by little Jack Cerronean. Oh yeah, my first year at law school, we got to do like a networking event with these uh, Supreme Court justices of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I got to talk to about half of them. And they, I, I, I asked them, uh, you know, like, did you see, like, did you always want to be a judge, or like, you know, how did you get here? And they had like one, like, common denominator across the board of like what what their answer was. And they said like, you know, I never like turned down practicing an area of law when I had an opportunity to. So like my legal career has been like, I didn't have like the strongest first year academically. So like my options were very limited. And fortunately I had a teacher who did, uh, uh, like it was Indian law and they were working on like a big case. Like native American. Yeah. Taxation is like a really big thing within native American, uh, versus uh, th- that whole thing, like the whole taxation behind uh, native land and 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 what we now have is like our like United States mm-hmm. land that's that's not regulated differently. Yeah, and so I did that. Um, worked on some taxation cases. Um, helped help my professor uh, sift through a bunch of evidence and just. Got some experience that way, I thought it was really cool. I mean, she's she was probably one of the most badass teachers out there, and it was hilarious. Um, uh oh, the cards the cards are They're the cards are card starting. Game.
0: They're playing a card game, and Taylor apparently got the kiss Tyler card. That was a lovely middle of the podcast treat.
1: Well, hopefully, there's a kiss Tim card in there, and and somebody prettier than Scotty, Scotty, Scotty gets <laughs> it. Hopefully, Scotty gets it. Um, but she she's she's just a badass attorney and she doesn't take shit from anyone uh she always compiles so much evidence that like she gets to the point where opposing counsel will like try to like rebut what she's saying and she'll just pick up like a folder um like three inches thick and and like just hold it up so they try to walk back what they're saying because she has so many different counter arguments to what they're about to say that they won't even try to argue that point Oh shit! so she's just she's a hardcore litigator um through and through um, do you ever
0: have you had any um Atticus Finch style moments in the court courtroom? What do you mean? Have you seen or read to kill Mockingbird I have Mockingbird. like a
1: long time ago, but I'm just trying to think what you're what you're meaning in that like
0: the he has a famous monologue where he's like um we walked to the the black guy that's on trial trial for either like abuse or murder or something like that. He says write your name down here sir and he writes his name down and he writes it with his left hand and all the the bruises and things on the girl are on the her left side so it would be the right side for the person hitting her so proving that that person is proving that the 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 black guy that's on trial did not do it because he would have punched with his left hand and it wouldn't have been on the side that the, the bruises are on. Mm. And so all he says is, "Put write, write your name down here, and he writes his name and it's in his left hand. And he's like, so as you just saw there, jury, this man just wrote his, hand, wrote his name in his left hand, proving that those punches were not thrown by him because a normal person would throw them with their dominant hand. And all these marks are on her left side, proving that it was a right-handed person that threw the punches yeah and then asks like the dad her dad to write his name and write he writes it with his right hand because it was like a uh there's a rumor that he was the one doing it i guess in the in the story yeah and then atticus proves that it's the dad doing it not the the black boyfriend and it was a you know racially charged trial yeah um
1: kind of sort of i mean i can a little bit talk about it um <laughs> so are there there like there are situations where that happens like i i don't know like a really good movie if you guys want to like like something like the atticus fitch moment is like the thurgood marshall movie that just came out uh marshall i think it's called marshall it's really good but um this woman like claims that she was raped by uh, like an african-american and she said that he had tied her up and put her in the back of the car or whatever and he pretty much had to second chair this case. And they came up with like a really clever way to allow him to kind of uh, poke holes in the prosecution, prosecute, prosecutor's case. Um, and when she said that she was tied up and she had like a, some sort of gag tied around her mouth, um, Thurgood Marshall got up and was able to like talk uh, while he had the first chair of the case. So the first chair is the person who's generally talking doing the cross-examination in the direct um so he like he like was like please tie this gag around my mouth uh and then thurgood marshall was able to prosecute it because if you're not barred in a certain state you like you can't appear on behalf so like a lot of people marshall i believe um but you have to you have to like be brought in so like Brohawk viche is the way that people do it. So you have to submit a bunch of stuff to the court system to to oh, wait, where you can wait.
0: Abuse. Thurgood Marshall's a real dude.
1: Yes, yeah. dude, come on. Thurgood Marshall's probably one of the most badass like attorneys out there ever. Like it led led the movement oh, on people uh, rights. Pl- plays, he is he, he is like like anybody who goes to law school like dreams of being as badass of a litigator as. As Thurgood Marshall, who inevitably became a Supreme Court Justice, but uh, from Baltimore, and just like most, one of the most inspirational stories ever.
0: Um, Isn't it funny when they like take these uh, influential, influential guys that did real shit in real life, and they make like, like this version of the movie is called Thurgood, and they're like, "Nah, that wasn't good. Let's try it again." Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, like you could make you could make hundreds of movies just based on the cases that he did. And he was so creative about, like, leading the movement on equal rights that he would, like, all law is based on precedent. So, like, a case could make or break the outcome of your case that mm-hmm. was litigated in the past. So he took a bunch of cases that were based on on race and he he litigated those cases and created precedent along the way to establish, like, a... a groundbreaking cases for the equal rights movement. So he, he, is he he's is he still alive. I don't believe so. I don't think so.
0: Look it up. Thurgood. Thurgood.
1: But like, look
0: up. Oh, he died in 1993.
1: Look up, uh, like type, type in, uh, Thurgood Marshall. Just leave that there. And they do, do like, uh, like, Equal rights, landmark cases.
0: So or we just googled we just rights. googled Thurgood Marshall equal rights cases. Yeah, so he he was uh, he was a
1: lawyer for Brown v. Board of Education. Whoa, I knew that one. There there is so much like uh, in like I had such a phenomenal um uh like. It was uh like there are two different like uh, uh what am I trying to say
0: here? Um you have um like mentors or like like prominent prominent people in law that you like focused on, you no, studied there's,
1: on? There's two different there's two different areas of like civil law that you like study along in your first year. I'm just trying to like frame this. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's powers, which are like articles of the constitution America. That, that, can, yeah, that give, that give the authority to create law and argue law. And then there's liberties, which is like the substance behind it. So like equal rights, um, gender, religion, um, everything based within the constitution. This is such a um, good so picture for being 1967. Right? Yeah. Isn't it? I I mean I think so.
0: We're on his, we're on his Wikipedia page now. And this looks pretty sick.
1: But like my my professor like had us like do research in in a lot of the landmark cases. So Brown v. Board of Education um definitely like is is one of the one of those cases where it's just like everybody knows about regardless of whether or not you're in law school. And then the other one was Roe v. Wade, which is like the abortion cases. And yeah. turns out that the attorney who was representing um, the litigant who was trying to justify having abortions was fresh out of law school. That was her first ever case that she litigated. Oh, shit. How fucking crazy is that? That, like, the first case that you ever have, you are arguing in front of the Supreme Court of I mean, That's, Minnesota. like, that's got to be, like, not top five. The
0: Supreme Court. That's, like, top five most famous cases ever, right? In America. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like Roe v. Wade, Brown, Brown. versus Board of Education. Yeah. Um there's so many. Like I just Yeah. Uh, it's Plessy insane. V. Ferguson. Uh th- yeah, there's a bunch. Uh,
0: Paul's graph for the lawyers listening. Yeah. Which there are probably many because we're a very smart podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just can't can't think no. of everything yeah, that's awesome. going on right
0: now. We got to check that movie out.
1: But yeah, I highly recommend that. But um, yeah, the Atticus Finch moment is definitely like Thurgood Marshall creatively comes up with an idea to like gag the first chair and then he's able to like give his whole like spiel of what what the theory of the case is and that she pretty much was full shit and saying that she couldn't she couldn't scream because like the the first chair attorney said like, well, OK, why didn't you scream? And she said, well, I couldn't because I was gagged. And he literally ties, like, I think it was a yellow piece of fabric that she was claiming to have worn that was put into evidence. And uh, Thurgood Marshall, I think, says, uh, can you scream for me after he has, like, tied this gag on? And and uh, who's the guy who plays? There's there's a white guy in the – this guy. Uh, Josh Josh Gad. He just, scream, just screams and you can clearly hear him screaming. So it's like kind of like the gotcha moment. Uh, but I had a case where like I was reading through like the, the record and, and everything. And it was really, it was like a really odd case. Um, something just didn't feel right. And they were able to submit like uh, uh, letters in in support of or favoring and why this person is, is so like good, pretty much character letters. And so I had one letter where I was sitting there and I was like, well, that's, "I don't know why, but this just didn't feel right to me." So I like called the person who submitted this letter and I had like a a dialogue with them. And turns out, like what we were actually litigating was was directly in like it it just it it di- it wasn't what the person was saying. So it was conflicting with the person's story. So like I had I had a whole witness that he requested to support him that was in conflict with what he was saying. So like when I began my uh, cross of of this respondent, I asked a bunch of questions and I made sure I like set out a record to where I had enough to where like we could look back on it later and be like this this isn't what you said to to where he could be like I misunderstood what he was saying in the question mm-hmm. if if we, there was an appeal um and after i had like the fourth or fifth one i was just like okay like we want to call this person as a witness and opposing counsel was just like well why weren't we notified of this person as a witness and it's like this is the person on your support list like we can do it we can do whatever we want like this is somebody that you should have called gotcha bitch to support yeah Yeah. and so like we called uh and it was just it was funny because uh we asked the questions that we needed to ask. That directly conflicted with what he was saying and mm-hmm. um it was it was one of those things where it was just like there's no no way you can get out of this but uh, yeah. uh the case was appealed i didn't work there anymore because i had started school back up and it was a summer gig but uh yeah it was definitely like a kind of an atticus fitch moment where i felt like fucking rights like this is pretty <laughs> cool that you were able to Sick. poke holes in someone's stories and then your intuition led you to the right outcome kind mm-hmm. of thing so that was sweet
0: yeah it's awesome cool so um moving on to some mountain shit um so this is this is your third time in jackson yep um your second time here with me what did uh, and the first time you came here that was with uh your girlfriend taylor and her family uh you guys like rented like an airport van and kind of ripped around all the mountain areas um what was what was kind of your first thoughts when you first drove into the valley and like saw what was going on here? So, I when I grew up, uh we had a place out in
1: Big Sky, Montana. And it was it was always uh one of those things where it's like you're driving forever, especially coming from Minnesota. Like mm-hmm. just to drive out here, it's a 16-hour drive. Um so when you're going out to Big Sky, it's the same thing, it's just north. So like not until our like 14 and a half that you start to see some like topography changes and you yeah. see you see some mountains. Yeah. And and it's just like I don't know, it's something where it just like you kind of just are in awe of what you see when you drive up for the first time. And Jackson was different cuz like I love going to Big Sky and I love the mountains out there but like seeing the, the like the Grand is just like something completely more like just it's it's extraordinary. Like it's it's nuts. it's the shape of it like it's it's iconic almost because like i've i've heard from you forever like oh jackson jackson Jackson, jackson. Well, everybody the grand, the grand the grand the everybody grand. that yeah, has known me for the last 15 it's years sickening almost but like yeah. when you when you drive out here and you see it you're just like holy shit like this is crazy you're i, I always i always like kind of relate it to the simpsons when homer wants to move out to alaska was, he, I didn't really watch. This you don't system. know it? Oh my god! No. For for those of you listening who right. know what this Pull is, the YouTube. There's a clip like he's like he has this uh, big poster of Alaska, and it's just it's probably one of the coolest coolest pictures. I mean, in a cartoon, but they're driving out to Alaska. When they finally get there, um, after he puts up his poster, they get into a car crash. Is this it? And then he lands. Yeah, and then. He like tries scratching at the poster that he thinks is on the window, but it's not. It's actually the it's actually like the topography of of the area. Like it's the mountains and everything.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a homer's on a bed. He's unraveling this really tiny little square of paper. It's a giant picture of Alaska, but it is absolutely gorgeous. It's audio
1: is really shitty on this. Oh, it's terrible. But but there's like a car crash scene where he he like has this he's like looking at it and he's like oh, oh that's better oh
0: how me is this from the Simpsons movie yeah yeah when
1: they do, when they
0: break quarantine
1: how appropriate
0: yeah they broke quarantine and went out into the wilderness like fucking everyone is doing yeah
1: but it just I don't know. It, it,
0: it's kind of like a butterfly in your stomach
1: moment where you're just like so grateful oh, to like be out here and you're just kind of getting away from everything. It's just nice to see something other than flatness. In, For sure. and skyscrapers.
0: Yeah. And um so let's talk a little bit about what we've done here um in, in either trip. Um you came out you came out last summer and we did all, you know, all the classic hikes and we did um my favorite activity I think that we did last summer was our paddle boarding.
1: What lake was that on? Because that was insane.
0: Um uh we yeah, so we rented we rental rented, pad, rented paddle boards from Dornans, which is rented moose. It's like the only the only buildings like in the park, basically, besides like the lodges. Um and then we went to String Lake. That was the first lake. And it String Lake is I've kind of described it as like a just a giant puddle because it's like only like six feet deep for the majority of it. And then a couple spots it drops to like 15, maybe.
1: I feel like that comparison doesn't do it justice. And I'm kind of upset that that's what you're You're right. That's
0: kind of downplaying it. I was just more speaking to like the fact that it's just like super shallow for like the entire thing, you know? So, yeah. So it's like this crystal clear mountain lake. It's like six to 15 feet deep. With like fish in it, like it's really, really beautiful. It's awesome. So that the my puddle analogy was awful. I'm sorry, guys. So uh, and you there aren't um, motorized boats aren't allowed on it. So you only can paddleboard or swim or or canoe or kayak. Yeah, which was
1: nuts because like like you think like obviously like six feet of water isn't much, and you're like oh it's crystal clear like that. That makes sense. It's only six feet of water. But then we like we we made our way across. Uh, all the way to the back, and we portaged over to a new area, Lee Lake to Lee Lake, and it was just as clear, like yeah. it, like thirty feet down, and it's just like this is insane, like it's crystal clear all the way down, and it was actually like, I don't know, like like my like I've the older I've gotten, I've gotten kind of like a fear of heights a little bit to a degree, but like sitting on a paddleboard over 30 feet of crystal clear water and just seeing <laughs> the bottom of these big boulders, it's like nuts. It's just like, Oh, there's like, you're kind of like fearful that you're in a fall, but there's water there. And it's just, it's such a weird feeling. Like it's almost indescribable. Keep talking. Uh, it's almost indescribable. I don't know what else to say. Tyler's fidgeting with the camera right now. So I'm trying to, uh, to fill the space uh he's doing a lot more than i feel is necessary with this with his camera but uh yeah tyler yeah, made a on sick the, gopro video on the, and
0: that was yes yeah. i did thank you on the point of about the uh the vertigo or whatever yeah so i was um uh, remember when i went around an island that you guys didn't want to
1: i, I mean I, I went all almost all the way around but there was just no point in going all the way back that way
0: yeah well i have a more adventurous spirit So I went all the way on this big ass island and I'm out there alone. So there's a guy who
1: (laughs) wanted to go paddleboard on a puddle.
0: (laughs) I'm out there alone, just going along and then kind of looking around, looking up because it's right at the the foot of the Grand. So you're like uh, insane views. And then I fucking get startled. I like jump off my. I get a jump in my paddleboard because a big boulder comes out of nowhere, like you were saying. Like out of nowhere, there's this giant boulder below me and like my monkey animal brain was like oh fuck that's a fucking lake monster like i i like had a little startling jump on my paddleboard it one was it was terrifying one too many truly maybe that was it <laughs> uh but yeah
1: but that's what i mean like it's weird it's weird seeing something where you're like hovering above just a bunch of different objects that you're not mm. used to seeing it's just like one of the weirdest feelings that you you would have i i think but it was it was it was very cool
0: yeah, definitely. That That's something an activate to do. And it's a way to kind of see the park in a different manner than just like the hikes or um, the main, you know, lodges that people go to and kind of walking around the lakes. It's like you're in the lakes, like you can experience it. You can, I mean, String Lake, like m- most of it, we could just like walk along our paddle boards if we wanted to. If you get hot, just like dip in and you're just like at, you know, yeah, shoulder height or something.
1: Yeah very refreshing but that's i was gonna make this point earlier is that like coming out here um from minnesota where everything is very locked down like our governor had like the shelter in place orders that are starting to slowly but surely be relaxed a little bit but out here uh when we drove in on wednesday uh it was a ghost town like there was there was not a car on the road there was uh, a bunch of the small towns that were near the area completely shut down and mm-hmm. it was weird we were the only people in the mountains which was a very eerie feeling but as soon as the weekend hit on friday um because because here it is like opened up like bars and restaurants are open
0: yeah um, uh, there. a lot of them are like 50 percent capacity um uh, but the rest of wyoming i think is completely open
1: right uh but it, but it was weird seeing something like that because everything's still currently shut down in minnesota yeah. So like when we came here and then the weekend hit and we were driving to go to our camping spot and go do our hikes and explore, it 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 was weird because it didn't feel like we were going through this right now. Like it was <laughs> like it was everything was like normal again, which was like such a refreshing feeling. And especially when we went when we went camping, it was just like no pandemic which is yeah. incredible. And now like the only difference is, is like when you're driving through downtown and go and pick it up a coffee or like going to a store to grab some essentials for your groceries to make dinner or something like that. It's just like everyone's out and about, but they're wearing masks.
0: Yeah. Or they're just like standing farther away in line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't, I don't even know, I don't know the numbers anymore for Wyoming, but they're pretty minimal. Like Jackson's a super healthy community. We're very spread out. And uh, the personalities that live here jump on like a chance to to help the greater good basically yeah. so we really jumped on it it got really active or inactive rather for this case yeah um and so our community's really gotten together and had good results on during this whole thing no no that's and that's
1: the thing too is like here I feel like it's it's people are taking it serious for putting in place the Requirements that the CDC is putting out. Mm. Whereas like in Minnesota, it's just like you see people kind of in like the the, the bigger box stores as some of our uh, senators are using the term. And they're just half-assed like wiping off carts and yeah. people aren't really following the social distancing requirements. But but I don't know. I feel like if you're living in a Jackson hole or someplace in the high altitude, it's like, you have a good lung capacity anyway. So any, like any Mm. of the respiratory diseases, they're probably just going to fuck right off because it's just like, there's no point in affecting the people who are just going to like, like, right off. They're just going to like, that, that that COVID just better fuck right off. off. Like if COVID like tries to affect somebody who like has like a great lung capacity, like most of the residents in Jackson, they're like, Snow King daily. What's the point? Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's gnarly. And like, that was it thing is like when we were leaving the campsite uh earlier today we stopped um towards the exit it was that cliff that you and weiss usually jump off of
0: yeah the kelly the kelly jumping rock on the gravant which uh,
1: you you might want to make a point to say to your mom that it's not that high just in
0: case she's worried i, I think my mom my mom, my mom, seen that video that I, of me jumping off of it are you sure no i'm not sure okay
1: well just in case that's that's what it is. But she's like, it's like a 50 minute hike, not that bad.
0: It's a sweet hike.
1: Don't worry about it. So we're like, all right, cool. We pull in the we pull in to the to the like the little uh, what do you want to call it? Like the area that you can pull off to parking dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I thought there was a cooler name for it, but there's not apparently parking well, lot. At least like, not that. A lot of people are probably screaming at this right now, like it's called this. You fucking idiot. Like I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, but we would walk over and we'd like walk up this super fucking steep area and then it would be flat and then you would look 20 feet across and you would see another vertical climb and you would do that one and then you would reach an area that was flat and you'd see another one and it's just like, what the fuck? Like she said it was 15 minutes and a pretty easy hike and I'm dying when we get to the top of this and this is a really short hike and this is what it, this is what it says about like my athletic ability currently because i can't go to the gym and do this shit anymore but when we got to the top i'm huffing and puffing and trying to blow somebody's house down can't at all i'm dying and, Dude, and your girlfriend one... like weiss is just sitting there and she's just like yeah so there are the tea tons and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck like can you breathe a little heavy like just for show at least to make Dude, me feel that's better about nothing. myself
0: I I know you would have been upset if I was there.
1: No, I, I, and I am, and that's the thing is like whenever we go on hikes and like you are Weiss leads, I hate life because you guys are going at such a quick pace compared to the rest of us, uh, the rest of us below sea level walkers, Minnesota <laughs> Flat, I don't know, flatlanders, the flatlanders. Yeah, that's probably a better. That's way what to I go. call them. Yeah. So I I just can't I just can't do it. You guys rip fucking hardcore, like just unbelievable pace
0: well that's everyone here and we're like we're like on the mild side of like uh activity level like i mean we i mean i mountain bike now that we're in the summer i mountain bike and we do ski hikes and ski tours and we go on hikes all the time but there's people here there's a lot of people here who they go do they go hike snow king twice before work or like i, I know a bunch of people who have like they freaking climb mount they uh, they climb Jackson Peak or Mount Jackson, whatever it is, before work. Or they do like a ski. They hike up Mount Glory and s- ski down it before work. And that's just like their daily activity. Uh, so it's like, it, it's like a cool insanity, like a good insanity, where they're just like, I- I'm just going to climb a mountain before work, you know? Yeah. Where most people like roll out of bed, scratch the sleep out of their eyes, maybe shower, and then they go to work a lot of people here like climb a fucking mountain.
1: So when are you, when are you going to climb the grand? Have you set a date on that yet? Uh, Have you we, talked about it on the, on the podcast uh, yet?
0: No, I haven't. Cause there's not, a, there's not a ton of legs on it, but on the well, idea, let the, let the listeners
1: know. I'm sure so, they want to know like when you're going to, when you're going to do that, because <laughs> I am sure shit interested in to know when you're going to do that.
0: Well, we thought it'd be this summer, but we're not sure now about, what the guide companies are doing.
1: Right. Cause you'd have to stand six feet from your guide the entire time.
0: Yeah. What, well, why well, I don't think that'd be an issue.
1: No, you'd have to stand six feet. That's, yeah. That's but so I mean, climbing the ground, I don't think, I don't think that'd be an issue.
0: Uh, I guess I just need to look into like what the, what the guide companies are doing because it's my brother and I set a goal of doing it this summer and we have some friends that want to do it with us. I've done it before and we have, they have a relationship with a guide. So it's all ready to go. And, but, we are just not sure if we're like allowed to I mean I'm sure people are doing it probably not yet, maybe with skis they're doing it, but for summer like most people climb it in the summer do that only they're not doing it yet, but it's kind of like uh you know I told you about that the peak I climbed in, in this winter on my own with the dogs pyramid pyramid peak or the pyramid rather
1: i don't i don't i honestly I don't they did didn't that, tell you. I, I think I told. I think I told Joel.
0: I think maybe I told Joel. Probably. So, if you follow me on Instagram, your savior. I, I followed. <laughs> I I climbed something called something called the pyramid here in Jackson, and it's the biggest climb I've biggest endeavor I've ever done. Ski uh, splitboarding, or really just kind of any hike. Like it, so, it was a just over a four hour climb. On split board skins, um, about just over four thousand vertical feet.
1: I, I have a question, really quick. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you have your split board, are you climbing up the mountain with those skis attached to your feet as a split boards? Yeah. How the fu- how do you not slide backwards? Like this this blows my mind.
0: There's things called skins that are on the bottom of it, and I'll show them to you.
1: This is this is how not
0: up to date with uh, Jones, this shit I am. skins. It's it's. I mean it's it's recently become popular, so it's not like it's a really old thing. But so there's skins on here. Cause in my mind
1: I'm imagining imagining you like trying to trek up a hill with like cross country skis on your feet. No, and it's it a it snowboard no split sense. in two. No, I get so you that. See but this what's white on the thing? bottom that allows you to climb up? So it, the it, with
0: it's 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 like it's almost like you you imagine like astroturf like on a field. It's almost like that, but like closer together. It's like a little bit of like carpety kind of like that. It's like some sort of material that has little hairs on it. Okay, and they're all facing towards pointing towards the back, back. the yeah. back of your board, so they grip. Um, we'll go choose your split. I can't just enough. Um. And I have, whoa, hon. Taylor just showed us showed us dessert. Um. Which one do I have? Uh, I have the solution, the Jones solution split board. If you want to look this up. And so yeah, so it looks like a normal snowboard when it's together, but then you can see where the colors on the right—that's yeah. where it separates, and then you put, you know, where. That's if
1: 764 like, bucks.
0: It's more than that. That's just the board. So the whole the whole setup was about 1400 What the fuck? So the, the, the furs or whatever on the skins, they point down the hill.
1: So do you take that off when you're going down
0: or is yeah. it because you're going yeah. down,
1: it doesn't affect
0: you as much? You can slide a little bit, but you don't. You take them off. Mm. So they are pointing down. So they grip when you're walking up on snow and they're made for that specifically. And they've like glue. They they have glue, and they're the width of like the, where the different colors are here. Mm-hmm. And then you you there's like a metal loop that goes on the front, and then like a like a little clip on the back. And you stick them on there, and that's how you walk up. Um, and if if you keep, keep take good care of your skins, they you're like a gecko on the snow. Like you stick on there, and unless it's like really wind buffed or like hard snow, like you 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 stick on things you you wouldn't think that you would. That's insane. And so it's like, I mean, if you're on a flat land, you can go a little bit faster than walking. And then if you're climbing up something, it's about the speed of walking.
1: Just so everybody knows, jonessnowboard.com, the solution splitboard that Tyler has, there's only three left. So if you're <laughs> anticipating going splitboarding or want to do this, yeah. there's three left. So hurry up now.
0: Yeah, the Jones, um, I have the Jones solution. I have a uh, like a 165 wide I'm six five. That's um, insane. This this is
1: all like uh, my mind has been blown. You twice not today already? Like, no, like I haven't. I just I, doing this? I I mean, I see you going down. That's that's generally what you put. <laughs> what
0: is your face at this picture? I just pulled up Instagram to show him some videos of mine, and the first one up is this is that girlfriend. walk that I was
1: just telling you about.
0: Yeah, that it's we walked a sick up there. P- I love I'm, that I'm, spot, I'm, I'm but your face. I'm, I'm trying to catch
1: my breath. <laughs> And they're just yelling, "Dance monkey, dance!" Like <laughs> you yelled, need to they, smile. Did they're they like, "Actually, yell, dance monkey." No, they said smile, and I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> "I'm catching my breath, trying to at least." And they're oh, yelling man, at me to smile, man, and I'm like, so "I'm sorry, I'm dying." Yeah, oh, so that's you, your you that's your see, board. That's, that's the Jones board. There's only three slipboard. of those left right now.
0: Yeah. Um, so here, Tim, here's the video of me climbing this big peak that I was talking about. I don't even know how we got to this this question, but. he... So if you go on my Instagram, there's uh, the clip art, is just kind of me with the snowboard, and it starts with me on top of this.
1: All the way from the valley floor.
0: So you climb about f- just over 4,000 feet of vertical from the valley floor, and me and the dogs did it in one day. And then there's wait, the only the for
1: only 4,000? How much did we do the other day? Seven.
0: Seven hundred. <laughs> That's it. No, four thousand is a major is a major climb. And this is I'm just really proud of this one. I'm sure one. people would
1: disagree that four thousand is a major climb.
0: I'm just really proud of this one because it's the biggest endeavor I've ever done in the mountains.
1: Yeah. This climbing is, something this like this in snow. Pretty gnarly. But you're not like, showing me you climbing up. That's people, what I was saying, is that oh, I saw videos yeah, of you going um, down. I've never seen videos of you going up. That's I why have I was one. curious I as one to one what, somewhere. what they do. So there's something that this you one, like here. peel off of the video? Or it, Peel at the top, off of the
0: board. yeah. So this video I took, I did a New Year's Eve with my with my brother. So he has touring skis on because he's a skier. I think I show it.
1: Shredding the nar, nuking
0: is that what you said? Absolutely nuking. It was snowing so hard that day. Again, oh, I didn't, just I didn't going like, down. There's okay. nobody video. Well, that's up. the more exciting part. Look at this pop. No, because people are Look confused as to how those
1: fucking how those boards work. Uh, me, anybody for one. that's anybody. Knows Wait, is that Steel? Yeah, Steel. That's what you're wearing, a Steel.
0: Yeah, my setup is Steel. Steel. Everyone knows that. Steel. Everyone knows we're friends with Steel. That was that was a deep fucking day that day. It was snowing so hard on the way up, I had to wear my goggles for the way up, which is not I've never done that before or after. So okay, I have another question for you. If Wyoming got
1: a professional football team, would you become? Would you become a Wyoming whatever football team name they were fan over the Green Bay Packers?
0: Uh, probably not. Really?
1: No. no. What if they were called like the Mountaineers or something like that? I don't I
0: f- know. I'm a I am Packer a feel Packer like fan. I don't know about that. That's pretty. That's that's pretty reckless to say. Really? I mean, I would support them as much as I can, but I don't know. It's a, I'm a Packer fan. It's
1: a weird thing that you. You're it's, a up super,
0: it's a super. It's a super. Uh, unrealistic outcome to for Wyoming to get a football team because why? we've only 550 Denver. people Denver in has a, one yeah but Denver itself has like a million people so? we have half a
1: million people in the state but look at how many gnarly people live out here I feel like they could collectively come together and have a badass football team just saying
0: why are you trying to convince me? I'm not a potential owner dude I'm not the one making
1: a team out here no that's the thing is like Green Bay fans are like, oh, I'm a, I'm a partial owner of this team. It's like, no, you're no, you're not. You got <laughs> scammed. You paid money to say that. You could say that at bars, which newsflash, if you go to any Wisconsin bar, the majority of people who are going to that bar are partial owners. They're like, I fucking fell for that same scam. Because it's
0: America's team. Actually America's team. Fuck the Cowboys.
1: How do you feel about Dak Prescott's whole thing right now? I want to know about that. I'm interested about that. I know this is stories
0: from a mountain well, town. But well, really, I get it's just the perspective like of a mountain town on
1: <laughs> on holding out for a lot more than you do.
0: I mean, he hasn't really done anything to prove it. He's won a playoff game, which is important, but he's asking for money that like Aaron Rodgers gets in his prime, and nobody in the right mind would put Dak Prescott in the Aaron Rodgers in his prime category. Sure, right. And the money, the money's gone up. The the uh, salary caps have gone up, but he's asking for an obscene amount of money in, in even in, in the NFL sense and w- with not a lot behind it. Mm. That's my take. Gotcha. Um, but I think, th- uh, the Packers are actually America's team because instead of having one Jerry Jones owner, we have hundreds
1: who fell for his game
0: who have a real voice in the organization. Oh my they do a yeah. uh, proxy they do a vote with the owner with all the owners. <laughs> did you
1: have a big input on your
0: uh, I'm not an owner. Graphic? I'm not an owner.
1: If you did, would you have Chuck has to be a, a, an owner.
0: Chuck is not an owner yet. It's like a big deal. They don't they don't sell stock in the in the Packers all that often.
1: No, dude. They
0: Oh my god. What do you mean no? That they Tim, you own, you own shares in the stock market, right? I do, yeah. And uh, your whatever companies you own is your shares are one of thousands of shares, hundreds of shares? Yeah,
1: but that's not the same
0: thing. But you would say No, that's not you the same. Own, thing. You would you say there is you no would say you own some Microsoft. You would say you own some that's whatever different. companies you own, right? That's different. You would say you own because some because I Packer, actually get some I packers. actually
1: get like actual actionable intelligence from the Packers, Those, the no, Packers
0: the owners are a part of. From their uh, are a part of their... certain votes for the company. So
1: before the draft this year, did they send you a letter in the mail saying we're thinking about drafting the worst? When draft. the companies we're going to draft another quarterback and then a running back and then a couple other positions. That when we don't the need.
0: companies that you own are thinking about adding a new vice president, divisional head, do they consult you to add that person? No. When, they, when, they're consul- when they're considering adding one of their top 32 employees, do they, do they ask you what the fuck they should do? So to no, answer your, er, they your don't. question from earlier- No, they, don't. Of, they, what kind of they lawyer, don't. What kind of- They don't. What kind of- They
1: don't. Hurting people's ears. So to answer
0: your question from no, earlier, I'm what sick kind of, of this, attorney I'm I want to be- I'm sick of the Packers ownership bullshit. I want- if you own a share of, of a company, like any other share of a company, you have a very minimal voice- Depending on the amount of shares you own,
1: you have zero say. That's the
0: point of no, being. No, you have minimal uh, shit. You minimal say.
1: You have zero say. That's not true. Okay, has uh, who's their who's their coach now? Before they fired. Okay, well we're gonna have to go in the past when Mike McCarthy was coaching. Did he ever say, for instance, you were a part-time owner? Would Mike McCarthy pick up the phone and be like, "Hey, is this Tyler Meaney? Uh, majority, minor share or minority no. share owner of the Green Bay Packers. Can I get your input on a fractions question? Aaron a Jones company. said he bumped his knee on the, on the nightstand last night. Should we run him today?
0: McCarthy himself doesn't make that decision, but you own fractions of a company.
1: You're right. The head coach doesn't make a decision it's, on who plays and who doesn't.
0: No, the doctors would say if if an injury's sake. I mean,
1: I don't know. Michael Jordan. They just,
0: they just pop, Michael him, with Jordan some, play. They just pop him with some cortisone and he'd play. But Tim, it's the same analogy of you own a fraction of the company and this company just happens to be the Green Bay Packers.
1: That would if be true if you actually any own anything in the Green Bay Packers, which you fucking don't.
0: I don't personally, but some people do. No, Lots they, of people do. No, they don't. Yes, they do.
1: Go, you have a computer. Look it up <laughs> right yeah. now. Do what people actually say uh, dumbass people who think they own steak in the Green Bay Packers? Uh, Many people, people own shares owned in the Green Bay Packers.
0: Shares of the Green Bay
1: Packers. But here's a fun fact is that the people like who had to go shovel Lambo, they weren't cashing their checks. The
0: Packers have been publicly owned nonprofit corporations since August eighteenth, nineteen twenty three. The corporation currently has three hundred and sixty thousand.
1: He's reading this from Wikipedia stock. So take it with a grain of salt.
0: Stockholders. How many stockholders do the companies that you own have? A similar amount? Do they consult it's, every single stockholder? It is different. Is we it? They
1: still get reports.
0: So do these. These they get reports. This is the the Packers are the only NFL team to give out quarterly reports because they have to, because they're publicly publicly owned. Not true. The rest of them don't have to report what they're valued at. The Packers do. No, look, they stop. Who collectively own five million just over five million shares of stock after the last stock sale in two thousand eleven. You're reading this on Wikipedia. Can you See, actually
1: find like the story behind this? Because I'm actually curious. Because all I hear. Where do you is want to from- go?
0: What? Which? Which source? Do that. Sports one. Illustrated Packers.com? Do, which one do you want? Do,
1: do Packers.com. dot <laughs> com.
0: That shouldn't be biased at all. <laughs> um. So we went on to shareholders on Packers. dot com. They have some sort of announcement. Lambeau Field closed to the public. Bummer. Look at that. Annual meeting of shareholders. Fairly common amongst public traded companies. You can stream the meeting. Okay. But you can you input into
1: it? Oh, there was a message that just popped up that's about said, cookies. It was about cookies. Do you want to give us more of your money to not about have cookies. any saying what cookies. the fuck we're doing at all? And Tyler clicked yes. about Here's cookies. Here's my credit card number and the expiration date and this C V number. Is it the C V number? That's yeah, the C V number.
0: So they've only done five stock sales. Otherwise, they're probably just like traded, you know, between individuals. I don't know. I don't
1: buy it. I don't. I feel like this was just a way to raise, raise funding to get some more of that disgusting green color they have so they could cover their entire football field. That.
0: So here, look at this. Look at this paragraph. So. Proceeds from the offering in 2011 supported the expansion of Lambeau Field. So buying shares supported like an actual change to the organization. A $146 million project that included a new distributed audio sound system.
1: So what happens if, 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 so who owns the fucking team? Because these yahoos don't.
0: Who owns the team? The public, and then like probably a bunch of majority shareholders. No, Google
1: it right now. Who owns the Green Bay Packers? I guarantee you, it doesn't. It say. It to be a long
0: ass fucking list. Do you want to see that one? Who owns the most shares?
1: Mac Murphy. Mark Murphy. Oh.
0: Okay, so, I mean, there's there's majority the majority shareholders, just like any company. Where there's a bunch there's a few people who own them. most there's of the no shares.
1: No way, no. I don't know. Nope. What do you mean? No. I mean, so, the end, so, the so the day, if he wants to sell a team, it's it's Mark Murphy who's selling a team, and nobody else votes. Well, we don't
0: know. I I I don't know how much how much what percentage of the team he owns versus the public versus others. You know. Um. But click this real quick. Do one? fans really own the pack? <laughs> The Packers pride themselves on being the only publicly owned, not-for-profit, major league professional team in the United States. Instead of having one owner or a handful of partners like every other NFL team, the Packers are owned by hundreds of thousands of fans from sportsillustrated.com. What else do you need? Dude, I, what else do you this, need, to? This
1: makes no sense, and there's no reason that it should make sense because it's does absolutely crazy. Does greatness ever make sense?
0: Does greatness ever make sense? Oh, my God, dude. Does a revolutionary idea ever make sense? Jimmy no. Garoppolo
1: bent over the Green Bay Packers. That doesn't mean absolutely that does nothing, tore them apart that and nothing, shit on all the shareholders' dreams. nothing to dreams. do
0: with their ownership strategy.
1: And you guys absolutely fucked over Clay Matthews, too, just like the Rams are fucking him over right now.
0: Clay Matthews played, like, 12 years with us, won a Super Bowl, and he was becoming, like, a 34-year-old small D-end. What oh. do you do with that? Oh, I we're not like the, how we're you not. you guys the... are
1: so quick to throw people away like that. Uh, no, a we're, re- just, no a we're just... There's a wide receiver called by the, f- the name of Jordy Nelson we're that just, you guys disregarded like he was a piece of trash.
0: No, he was, was 35 years old. Randall Cobb.
1: 34
0: years old.
1: Went to the playoffs. Okay. Jordy Nelson had to finish his career in...
0: The Raiders in, in the
1: Raiders uniform. I well, hope you know that.
0: Well, he actually like did the thing where he like signs for a day and then retires as a Packer.
1: Oh, it's, how how gracious! No, of you just guys. because we're
0: not the Vikings and hold them until they're like in a fucking wheelchair because our Homer Who? fans are just like, Who? oh, but he's our guy. Who? He's our guy. We we like sniffed a playoff win oh, like ten Aaron years ago. Rogers.
1: Oh, Aaron Rodgers is
0: probably my favorite quarterback the, because he lives the, here in
1: Green Bay with all of us. It's so great. <laughs> That's a spot on operation of every Green Bay Packer fan out there <laughs> who are fine.
0: probably shareholders themselves. That's fine. That's all accurate. Like, it, it, is holding on Aaron Rodgers really a bad decision?
1: Great. No, it doesn't seem so now. But now your shareholders have elected to get Jordan Love, so I don't, I don't know what you do with that. No, they don't control draft picks. Just like, uh, well, but they're
0: shareholders. You're, so a, what fi- the you're fucking, a shareholder the point of plenty of. Having- of-
1: so did did Mark Murphy have the final say? No, the general
0: drafting? manager does. They have it in there. Jerry like,
1: Jones gets to do what he wants with the Cowboys because he's the sole owner. And in their <laughs> sole owner, but he's the majority owner. In like their, owner. in
0: like their, I don't know what kind of document, some document saying who gets what powers. This fake document that you just made up. There's <laughs> like no. There's like every business would have a document saying who gets what powers, right?
1: Like a shareholders agreement. Is that what the Packers have? Is the shareholders agreement?
0: No, like in you know in the company network for FIS, we have shareholders, shareholders a lot of them. And you they, get vote, they get to vote. They get to vote on some things. Yeah, shareholders agreement determines what they are in control of. But then there's also another document with saying what the CEO has control of. Okay, so look up what the Green Bay Packers shareholders are
1: actually in control of. Or do they just get news reports like everybody else
0: who watches sports in and of itself? Saw, we already saw. They get to vote on stuff like stadium editions, which I already know. No. Knew. They, they what bought... Do say, what do
1: the Green Bay Packers shareholders do? Green Bay do.
0: Packers
1: They said that they sold, they sold shares so that they could f- raise money to get their Jumbotron. That they use... I think, in a very scummy way when other teams are playing them
0: because they play the replay. Packers shareholders vote to elect Green Bay's board of directors and a seven-member executive committee that represents the team at league meetings, but they have no real say in team decisions or football or otherwise.
1: Why did you just breeze over that last part like it was nothing?
0: But they have no real say in team decisions, football, or otherwise. But if you hear before that,
1: Okay, but also you have to take this into consideration. Mark Murphy has the majority. <laughs> I don't even know who that share guy
0: is. I, I have no of clue the Green that Bay Packers,
1: is. so he gets to elect the board of directors and seven-member executive committee that represents the football team in the league meetings.
0: It's the same sense in any public false public company. True or false? I we have never seen true. We have never seen what percentage he owns. True is the answer. Do we? We don't know that. It just said he was if the majority
1: has, owner and he owns fucking whatever, five million shares or whatever it is.
0: No, that, that five million was the amount of shares owned by uh, the public. Well, if if you're the majority owner, you own more that's, than half of them. Tim, that's the same thing with any publicly trade, public traded company. If Warren Buffett owns a fuck ton of shares in Coca-Cola, he gets a lot of say too.
1: Warren Buffett <laughs> is not on the same level. Mark as Murphy Mark equal Murphy.
0: to Mark Warren Murphy Buffen. might not even be a real guy. We're probably I, just yelling at the I have Murphy. never heard that person's name ever in my life, so I don't know what his deal is. Like, if he just is a, the biggest Packer fan in the world or what what's going on. But um, it's the same idea as any other publicly traded company. You own shares. You vote on certain things, like, uh, like as a shareholder, I know I vote on, like, um, board of directors, um, salary and like who's on the board of the companies I own, listening to the annual meetings, quarterly meetings, like the amount of money we're throwing at a share, at shares does not get us any buying power or voting power, anyways. Okay, what do your shares get you in your companies? Lots. Tim just pointed to the things that the Packers shareholders don't To what do your shares get you to do I'm, in your companies? I'm you not buy?
1: claiming to be a shareholder of a fucking football team and saying that like I'm involved with the Green Bay Packers on a professional level. If someone says that is madness. If
0: someone that owns shares of the Packers says I'm a shareholder or an owner of the Green Bay Packers they're being accurate. Oh my God. What else do you say? How else do you describe the situation of owning a fraction of the company? I'm trying
1: to think of an analogy that's as fucking stupid as that is.
0: How else do you say it? (laughs) <laughs> if you owned a fraction or a share of a company, how else do you say that you own a fraction or a share of the company? Besides that, saying that,
1: Tyler, that is <laughs> not even remotely close. You're not gonna come on
0: my fucking show and trash my team I will and drive my your owners
1: team through them. Your owners. How do you else know, do you say it? Do you know Come every fucking give owner? Give me an example. I want every name. Do you of know the every owner, owner of, of the
0: stocks you sh- you own? The socks. The stocks. Do you know every owner of the stocks of the The Majority
1: of them, yeah, because that's you what know a good investor is.
0: No, you fucking don't. Ask you me, own some big companies. Ask me a question. What's like a big company you own? Tesla. Do you know every freaking shareholder that you of of Tesla? No, I know the person who affects it, Elon Musk. Boom. But we know we know the Boom. we know the people who affect their share, their shares too mark murphy <laughs> mark murphy <laughs> the gm the coach the players which is what like maybe the top 40 top 50 employees at any big company the top 50 employees at tesla they affect the share the share price just like the packers
1: well i'll tell you this much suck
0: i know the two suck owners it. of
1: Meany and Meralt, and i'll tell you this their
0: names are on the
1: door horrible horrible people <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a 50% shareholder of Merold media marketing. What does that mean? Do you get to make... Who are your board of directors? Each other. Just two? Yeah, we have a 50, 50 So what 50, 50, 50
1: happens clear. if one of you is gone? There's no quorum.
0: What do you like gone? like on You're not there
1: for a meeting. What if you have a a meeting for we the board have, of We put full faith in each other. What to are make, you guys? Are you an LLC or are you... Uh, LLP. Yeah. Oh, what is that for the people at home? Limited
0: listening? Liability Partnership why did so, you? Do,
1: why did you decide to do that instead of something else?
0: Uh, because we are two guys, so that means partnership. Two guys, <laughs> and we're just two wild and crazy guys. Hi, we're two guys. here. <laughs> we want to do some marketing and stuff. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> the
1: marketing and the things. And we're good at <laughs> Facebook and maybe Instagram. Uh, not so much uh, picking sports teams because I'm a Green Bay Packer <laughs> fan. And my name's Tyler. <laughs>
0: And um the limited liability aspect is basically separating our personal assets from our business assets. So in the insane situation where the business folds, the IRS is not coming after our personal assets. So I understand it. Very smart move. Yeah, I know. We well, put a whole lot of thought in this into this company. And there is. There are a lot that a lot of people don't know. It was about. one really, really long sit in a hot tub.
1: One long conversation has he been on the podcast he did you guys did one uh via zoom recently didn't you
0: yeah he's been on twice i uh when i went back like last i don't know like october or something i did it one at his house and then once on zoom Mm -hmm. that's one thing i just
1: had uh one of my most recent classes was uh biz orgs in law school and we did a lot of uh uh setting up of businesses what what sort of uh setup you want whether it's a general partnership, a sole proprietor, uh, LLC, LLP, LLM, C Corp, C Corp, S Corp, K Corp,
0: yeah. What sort of taxation? A lot of them I don't really get. see theory. Why you would ever even do if you knew like what you're doing? You know, that one that put you at a lot of personal risk. Um, but it's a pretty easy it's a pretty easy thought process if you're just like two guys that are starting something like this. Yeah. And it's not like we have a ton of we don't have we have almost no money into this into the business because it's, you know, services. So it's that we don't have to buy materials, supplies, office. It's just you know us doing it, doing what we can.
1: Yeah, which you guys are making the most of. I mean, you guys have, which is not seeing it grow as much as it has, (laughs) just from what I've known about it. I mean, you're always bragging like, oh fucking me and me and Al started this company in a hot tub. Like the idea came from a hot tub. Ah, so sick. Which is I mean, don't mean to downplay I'm just it. really
0: I'm just really proud of it no i am I have too. no problem like talking about I'm things I'm proud of or things that I personally think are really cool that I'm doing 'cause and uh, any uh, people like plenty of people think I'm bragging, but it's not even that I'm looking for approval from others. it's just like I think this is this thing is super cool, and I think others would think it's cool, so I would like to tell them about it, no, and I think
1: the thing that i like take away from it that i find like really cool and like awesome to see is that like something that you're really good at is like the marketing aspect and you're like super creative anybody who follows you on instagram or like like watches the clips that you throw together is like super creative and it's like almost inspiring to an extent thank you to an extent let's 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 be clear i said to an extent um but it's cool that you guys kind of took somewhat of a passion project and correct me if i'm wrong by just saying that but um, no, that's, cr- that's and, correct and running with it and, and creating it into something that's going to turn into a financial gain for you guys and almost not like a job because i think everyone's looking for that i mean you try to you try to find something that you're like good at and want to do to where the day goes by quickly when you're going into work you look forward to going into work because you're making a difference and and in, in doing something that you want to do versus like fuck, I have to go in and, and log my hours and mm-hmm. hopefully, like, can make it through the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got that. We got a lot of that from Gary V. You know who Gary V is, right? mm mm-hmm. And he, he preaches a lot about just, like, find, just experiment until you find something that sets you on fire, just, like, really excites you. You love doing every single day. You, you do it every day, regardless of how much you got paid for it. And then just go all in on that and figure out figure out a business around that. Yeah. You know, realistically. Yeah. You know, it can't be like you can't be this tiny little process, you're like, I only like doing that and I want to make a business out of that. Like there's not there's not a lot of businesses out of tiny processes. Mm. But Alex and I love marketing and we love helping small businesses. And I love gathering content, creating content, editing content, and making these situate like showing off these cool, whether it's visual things or, or, you know, a setup of a business or the product of a business, putting it framing it in a sense that makes it look really, really cool. And then getting it yeah, out there, you're refining
1: like a, a good business idea or a model that they might have, but just don't know that they have sitting in their back
0: pocket. Yeah, almost. well, we're getting it out there like with the with the golf course at Teton Peaks. The hard part is already there. The course was built it's in really it's always in really good shape. The pro Brent is awesome. Amazing insane views. They have a good niche where they're like they're chill, they allow dogs, great views. That's a yeah. good niche. Um and they're but cheap. you just need to showcase. You and need it's to just find like a telling. way to showcase yeah. it. Yeah. it what, we, what Alex and I always say is just let us let us tell your story. The mm-hmm. story's already there, but let us let us tell it. And that's that's really helped us because I, I mean, I don't know what other marketing companies say to say to potential clients, but it helps them know that we're not out to change their business. We're just out to tell people about it. Yeah. And when you simplify it down to that, people really buy into that. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like, we're just telling it on these different channels that we know how to tell stories on. See, I got to feel like that's like
1: kind of a hard thing is like when you are like you're talking to a business and you see something that they could be doing better. And i and like, I've had this like where I've like, I've, I've, worked in employment law um, the last firm that I was working at. And it was just like, I would see shit come across where it's just like, they're asking legal questions or they're asking business question more so, but they're framing them in a legal way. And it's just like, fuck like, I mean, you can, you could pursue legal action, but like the better business decision is just to like write a letter or like, just be like chill about the whole thing because you're building goodwill for your company. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like, I mean, you're going to be known as like kind of an asshole. Like there's a lot of business decisions that I feel like I kind of want to like speak up and be like, you should really be doing this because this is going to help your business grow. Um, and you're not going to be taking on and associating like legal costs with it. Right?
0: Yeah. But like you, it's, I've learned just to like when it comes to like operations of most businesses, you just like, uh, it's, it better, behooves you to not say it behooves behooves um because as a small business owner everybody's telling you everybody thinks they can add them to your business because you're because it's small and the majority of them can't really add anything no but
1: i'm not saying like like something that you should be doing to like add to it i'm just saying like to like avoiding right because like the thing with with like Being in the legal profession is like you're not ever going to make money for a company that's hiring you. You're only considered an expense because they're Mm. only paying for you, whether that's retainer or hourly based on a case that they have against that you have to bill them for to to rebut the claims that are being claimed against you, I guess, in a way.
0: Yeah. But you're on the expense side of things. Yeah.
1: So you're never going to be a benefit. So like you almost – like I don't know.
0: I feel like you could –
1: there's a lot of times, and and like this is coming from someone who is graduating law school. Is that like from a business perspective? If as long as you can keep lawyers out of the whole equation, you'll do pretty good. You oh, know what man. I mean? Yeah. I, like I, I I see cases like, and, and I worked. Uh, I was a student director of we have a employment discrimination mediation resolution clinic. So that's a lot we, of words. Yeah, it's it's a fucking mouthful, but we would have. We would have employees coming in who are claiming that they were uh, terminated from their employment for a discriminatory purpose. Whether that's uh, they were sexually discriminated, racially discrimination, uh, age, uh, some sort of um, mental discrimination that they that they had faced, and it's just like it, there's there's really no need to get lawyers involved from the stance that like you could you could easily just like write a letter yourself and be like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna get an attorney i would like to settle this case for x y and z amount of money or condition Mm -hmm. and i feel like the employer is gonna be like well i gotta consult our attorney that we keep on retainer or that we that we talk to during an employment matter and depending on who that firm is, like they'll they'll have someone come back and be like, "Well, fucking don't pay them. You're gonna pay just amount of just the same amount of money paying your attorney, but you're also having like by by just paying out your employee like a small amount of money. Like if it is in fact like a small amount of money that they're asking or requesting, and if you have to take that to trial or like you have to pay an attorney to write a response letter or whatever it is you know, and they're the same amount of money. Like you can like consult an attorney, get a settlement agreement, send it to your employee, have them sign it and then just be done with it because then they're not going to like disparage your company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause by the time like you, you get an attorney and you're going through, they've told 30, 40 people and that's spread probably even more like, Oh, I know this person who worked for this company and like they were fired because pick any discriminatory reason and that's what it is and it just looks bad
0: yeah it probably happens more often than uh, actually going to trial with yeah. company with uh, business all like that
1: but you also see like the thing that surprised me the most is like you see so much discrimination and like the shit that people are coming to you with like especially when I was working for this clinic. It's like you almost don't want to believe it because it's just like no fucking way that happened to you. <laughs> but then you get some like scintilla of evidence and you're just like scintilla. F- fuck. Do you let someone work for you who's that big of a piece of shit? Like someone who's in charge, like a managerial position and they're like just like either sexist, racist, ageist.
0: Mm. Pick your pick your thing. Piece of pick, shit. Pick but your
1: the, is, is, ist. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, yeah, how do
0: they how do they get to any sort of position of power in uh, anything but like the eighteen sixties, eighteen forties?
1: I mean, they still do. I think that's a thing is like having. Like, Maybe the, it
0: comes out when they get power.
1: Well, I don't know. I think that's a that's a big thing is like the areas that I've I've seen a lot of discrimination coming from are a lot of areas that have union representation. So seniority goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So just because you've been working there for. 15 years you get you get the the promotions Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: yeah unions are are sometimes uh, valuable
1: sometimes they're really shitty
0: yeah and i've changed my mind on this a little bit when i first started in taylor and she's a nurse she said like you know we have a really strong union in minnesota
1: and i was like yeah, M and does a really good job. And like as a lobbyist right yeah. now, like I I would like to work for MNA. Given the yeah. given the circumstances that they're going through right now. Like I, I definitely think that like having an advocate is is gonna go a long way.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so it's what I was saying was it's like uh like um jobs where there's like an emotional attachment to what you're doing where you kind of need a union because like you know, with nurses they're all like super caring individuals. They like want to care for people, all that, you know, emotional shit that you and I don't have to our employment choice. for yourself. Um, Pretty caring guy. Yeah. But like, if like, so the, the, the point is like, you know, if the market turned and all the law law companies or uh, law firms and everywhere where law lawyers would work, they're making you have really, really shitty conditions. Like you would go get a different job you wouldn't be a lawyer. Uh, but nurses and doctors and certain professions where there's like an emotional care aspect of it, they, I don't think they would react to that because they still have an emotional draw to be like, you know, I want to take care of people. I want to, my Taylor, I want to like be there for labors. I want to like be there for the special moment. your tailor Taylor. I want to take care of like kids in, in a really extreme situation or like Joel has a desire to, 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 uh, a desire an interest in urology but you get what i'm saying like that was a that was a great way to, to dance gotcha but gotcha man. joel yeah joel miss, um miss you already
1: man <laughs> wish you were out here because next time we play golf tyler doesn't stand a
0: fucking no, chance joel has been my golf partner forever and we've won, won a lot of shit because he's a really good golfer joel's
1: won a lot of shit and Tyler's, <laughs> but but do you Tyler's get what i'm saying about like the emotional aspect
0: details. of it no i i totally i totally like, understand that me being like a you know i don't know capitalist or market market driven minded market minded yeah. no, where i like, also think like you the, know if if they stop paying sales people the way they do and like stop valuing us you know i'd get another job cuz i don't have any emotional attachment to what i do necessarily mm mm-hmm yeah yes and no we don't need we don't need a union there
1: are people though who like who find there's like an emotional connection behind like whatever they do regardless of like what their what area like i think the medical profession there's definitely it's 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 more so but like bankers like you could probably find a banker who's just like
0: i just love you know like the way minimally though not enough to need a union if if for some reason you don't think there's
1: a bankers union i bet there is there has
0: to be no there isn't i work with banks no, but like if for some reason, like some unforeseen there's an economical- actors
1: Guild Association, for fuck's
0: sake, there's there's <laughs> probably a union for a banker. I I guess we call this. It'd be maybe the CFPB or like some regulatory body that's like tells them what they can and can't do. You just made up an acronym on the spot. No, the CFPB is a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Okay, there you go. Uh, Liz, it's uh which what's the first name of? Who is it Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Lizzo. Warren. Liz old, rapper. Old Liz Warren's uh, uh, passion project is the CFPB. It protects consumer financial data from banks doing sketchy th- shit with it. And it's mostly a good idea except for when they're looking to just grow their budget and they overreach and just try to grow like every other government entity suckling off... I'm on my soapbox. Suckling off the taxpayer's teat.
1: That's such a supple teat.
0: Tim, but my point that I that I want to make clear, there's certain professions, and I just named doctors and nurses. They have a an emotional attachment to what they do. So a uh, uh, some sort of market situation where that would make it not, you know, fiscally responsible to do that profession wouldn't drive the masses away from that profession. Where in other professions, I'll just I'll just say uh sales, if the market drove if the market, if some market situation happened where it wasn't financially responsible to be in some sort of high tech sales, salespeople wouldn't do that job.
1: Dude, no. Okay.
0: Teachers. Yeah, they're in there too. Like they, they need a union. They have a union.
1: I. I know, but simply just having a union like doesn't initially like be like, oh, they're like. I feel like some of those jobs like you have like the emotional attachment to it, and that's, that's Tim, we're saying the same thing I, I know we are, but I'm just saying like there are there are like there are people who would work their job regardless of like protection or otherwise like that's just something that that's
0: what onto. I'm saying that's why they need a union to they make don't sure fucking that they
1: need a union to do that
0: no, so that their, the conditions that they work in are like good a good Dude, situation the
1: 21st century. Yeah, we might be in the twenty-second century right now.
0: No, so like what I'm saying, Tim, we're saying the same thing. Brother, I it's, understand. It's it's like so. My Taylor would she would want to deliver babies, unless even if they paid her a nickel an hour, and she had eleven, I patients. Don't think, I don't she had 11 patients. I don't think that. She had eleven patients. I don't. But that's a union, true at all. a union, allows her to get a good wage and not have a and have you know maybe one, maybe two patients a night. And that's that's on that we're that's what we're what we're both saying right. And teachers too, they have a uh, an emotional attachment to educating the youth, and they would do that, even if the schools started doing like, oh, you get shit even more shit pay your your classes are a million people, you know, we need you. Some situations need unions to balance that out. Right. But I think we went off the
1: off the rails a little <laughs> bit. I We definitely agree on the same point, but I do think there are instances where the unions can be somewhat useless pieces of yeah. shit. Yes, in the fact yes, that yes. They also, in the same sense that companies are doing that they uh, advocate for on their behalf, they're doing the same thing in a hypocritical fashion by not letting certain people in that belong to different creeds races and religions in sexes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly, there's right? certainly that's, unions that are, that are, that are, are less point, useful. like yeah. there's,
1: there's scummy fucking shady happenings out there across the board. Yeah.
0: I started this pre- by prefacing, by saying I normally don't like unions, but there are few professions where unions are valuable.
1: True. Yeah. I agree. With
0: that. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been like arguing with our own point the entire, the entire time. Yeah. Just, just to let you guys know, we're passionate about this this topic. I I get off on union conversations.
1: Unions. Well, so I'm from Austin, Minnesota, which is Spam Town, USA, and there was Spamtown. a huge fucking strike there. And really? Yeah, dude. Like there. God, I can't remember what era it was. Like, look it up. This is something you got to look up right now, too. But um, they had the union workers were all picketing. Which I search. Uh, Hormel strike. Yeah, 1986
0: or 85,
1: 85. Um, but all all the union members were striking, and they were bringing in other non union workers to fill up um, or meet demand for their product, and it was fucking crazy. But the union the union was just like refusing to like settle settle the cases, which which they kind of were. Oh, they were they were trying to advocate for pay reasons. ten months whoa they had to bring in the National Guard it was fucking insane and Austin is not a big town and I live several blocks away from the Hormel plant which
0: is yeah so in on, uh, in 1985 about 1500 Hormel Foods Corporation workers went on strike at the meat processing plant at the company's headquarters in Austin Minnesota um, the, were the strikers were part of the union for that sort of a profession uh, I started a wage freeze, working conditions, and a wage cut as reasons for the strike. So they were supposed to. So I'm Pretty reasons. sure that
1: yeah, they were. The, I mean, this is this was like one time where I feel like a union was like beneficial for the company. Yeah,
0: you know, that's pretty. That's pretty recent, though. You know, all all you the uh, you know dangerous factory working conditions. Stories that we always hear or whatever they're always in like the freaking twenties and thirties, you know it's like yeah, it's sure. like the early Ford plant one of' like nine year olds putting together trucks, Shit like that, like you don't hear about like dangerous working conditions in nineteen eighty five or I mean, more unless recent you, to
1: you unless you live in another country
0: uh, yeah, in America, I guess I should end it with, in America, with yeah. America yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Dude, like i I don't know like our our suicide uh nets like a real thing in industrial areas other than the United States. Like have you heard stories? What's a suicide of that? net?
0: Is that some factories oh, have shit. like nets placed they're outside Google. of them? Oh,
1: so where like they they're
0: so people don't jump off?
1: So like if people do jump out, they're caught by the net instead of hitting the ground.
0: On the outside?
1: Yes. Like this is like a real thing. And I'm I'm I've never Googled it myself. Tyler just spelt Nets, N-E-T-E-S.
0: I've had a couple, okay. Um, that does not, I'm not getting anything. I mean, if it's from China, they fucking suppress everything, so we probably won't find anything. But Oh, he could suicide Nets be coming to American workplace. Oh, shit, guys. That's a Nebraska uh, Nebra-
1: logo. Yeah, Nebraska <laughs> worker compensation watch.
0: Oh shit, that's what it looked like? Like, that's a real thing though, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's literally Holy a shit, fucking
1: net outside of a factory.
0: Guys, yeah, so on workerscompensationwatch.com, there's a picture of like, it's, it's uh what would you compare that net to? Like a gymnast net or like, uh, Yeah, like an acrobatic trap. Like Yeah, like a net to catch like acrobats or trapeze artists. On the outside of a factory though, like are they that locked down that's what I
1: mean like I don't know if that's like I've I've heard like (laughs) I've never heard of this before but that's the thing is like I'm so skeptical of shit now that it's like someone like told me that story and that's why like I've just like I'm like that I don't know maybe it looks pretty fucking
0: real in this picture yeah I mean nuts I've said it again this podcast did we forget that China was still communist the same regime that is in power today has killed upwards of 30 million people. This,
1: this episode has gone so far off the fucking rails. <laughs> right where we want it. Right where we want it. Like, absolutely. This might have to stay in the reserve collection. Because I feel like a lot of your followers are going to be like, what is he talking about? He's, he's Republican. I don't, I don't like him. Anymore. I didn't
0: say anything about my political views, except for the fact that China is a communist country.
1: Don't downplay the intellect of your viewers
0: they can they, they could piece it, it together. together well actually i've 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 gotten a little bit political on this not too badly because I just don't care to talk about it that much on here, but it's like for i mean not for some reason like clearly stuff that's actually happening in China is being suppressed. This was published by a law
1: firm. Just, just to be clear, like this suicide oh, yeah. net thing that they
0: have pictures on was published well, yeah, it's, by It's Workers' Compensation Watch. So it's like, must be like a website for like people to go and be like, hey, uh, a log fell on my foot. Do I get workers' comp? Yeah. And then like this company would like, you know, represent you. Yeah. And then they took that to the extreme and were like, oh, suicide nets? In 20, yeah. 2019 posted by John Ream. Let's see what his his deal is.
1: Go to the firm and then click on his, like, uh... this is what I do. I Reem always...
0: Law. Oh, this is the owner of it. We file more than 10%. What does that mean? This guy looks like fairly they've... young to be a partner at a law firm.
1: Yeah. Well, he might not be. He might just be an associate.
0: Why is he in the picture, though, if he's not a partner? Rod Reem. John Reem. John. John. Reem. John. So you want to Sorry, John Reem. We're just random, a looking at a random law. So law firms uh located in Lincoln Nebraska. I see oh, you. dude, my uh, freaking uncle might be might know this guy. My uncle's a a uh, a lawyer in in Omaha in in Nebraska. Yeah. We used to go so we go down there like every Labor Day to go to a Nebraska Cornhuskers football game. Just such
1: a sick game.
0: Do, have you been down there? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. I
1: have, I have family down there. Um and I went to God, who, who was it? They were playing one of the. Okay, he went to. He went to UNL
0: law school. JPM, go big, go big, red, for. go big, red,
1: go big, red.
0: Yeah, I did did you red. ever? Um, so, something my brother and I and I used love doing. You can go in their practice field and like play, play catcher now, mm-hmm. and like we, you know we're like, ten, ten to fourteen year old kids, and we're Seems like,
1: like, you should be a Nebraska fan and not a uh, Clemson fan.
0: I mean, it was for the longest time, but my my fandom got all fucked up when I myself played college football. So I was like, I'm hard. It's, I had a hard time He's cheering. Sneaking
1: that in there as there's a football helmet from his glory days sitting behind me, and two uh, conference maybe, championship uh, rings. No, I would two vending machine one championship <laughs>
0: rings. Really, really nice. When they didn't play uh, any good teams. What are the what are the candy rings called again? Ring pops. Yeah, a couple of really nice ring pops sitting behind him. Um, but no, I I had a really tough time. I kind of a tough time, like cheering for dudes that were the same age as me, like as I was doing the same thing on Saturdays, kind of just like, well, like cheer for the same, cheer for the basically like the same guy as you, doing the same thing as you on the same day as you, as a fan. It sounds like you were a really shitty teammate. No, not to my not to my brothers. Like my did brother you, no, I'm, My I'm brothers, saying, I did you wanted to cheer the best. for your
1: teammates when you played when you played college, But that's football. my
0: that's my team. I'm a part of that group. But it was like to so cheer have, for it just, of, it just got yeah, a little weird want... psychologically to be like That's what a fan is. Co- yeah. But if you're doing the exact same thing on the exact same day, the be, being the exact same age as those guys you're being a fan of, it just looks like a oh, kind of a weird concept to me. I'm not saying it's normal. I'm just saying it was weird to me. Like I in my freshman year, I'd be I'd we like we'd like watch the primetime game and I'd be like, wait a minute. But it still seems like, like we were doing have a that today to the
1: Huskers rather than the. Clemson. I'm not
0: I'm not that big of a Clemson fan. I love the Huskers. I watch the Huskers I all the time. Seen
1: you wear any uh, husker stuff?
0: I'm not zero a, I, gear. I'm, I'm seriously zero not a coasters, guy. Do you see me wear koozies, Do you see me wear NBA zero team? quarter nips? How many Packers things dips, do I have? Quarter nips. <laughs> Uh, you have a I have hat. one jersey. You have a hat right up in a basket. I have a closet, beanie. Right up in and that a, basket. You have a beanie. I have a hat and a beanie. That was a gift. I'm not a guy to like buy a, uh, apparel for teams. Like I have a quarter zip from Clemson. That was given to me.
1: He has a bunch of
0: United States. And other than that, I have a fuck ton of Scholastica gear because I played on the stuff, team. A lot of stuff. Disgusting. And America. Well, America stuff I'll buy because America is the best team in the world. You're wearing you're wearing America's home colors. I'm wearing America's away colors. Cam- Black. Camo, more camo. i meant my hat. Camo. Oh, you're wearing a hat. Oh shit! <laughs> Didn't even know. Couldn't even see it. Where were we going with this? Oh, oh, I had a, I had a point with this. Suicide nuts. No. So we play catch on their practice field. You know that's like sick. Like oh, we're on the practice field, and then one of the games we were there. The game was done, and we went. We hung on the practice field for a little bit, let the stadium empty, and then like my brother had to go or my sister had to go to the bathroom. So we went back into the stadium, go to the bathroom and the field was open. So we got, we would just walked down to the, the stadium field. And my brother and I were like playing catch in Memorial stadium, like on the field. Oh, that's pretty sick. And it was just like, this is insane. And he, he's a quarterback. I'm a receiver. And it was just like a dream come true. Like playing, you know, Moments like that are probably why I played college football instead of like any other sport or or not playing. Mm. It's just like that moment of just like uh you know, like a, a kind of a legendary stadium and we're playing we're playing catch in, on the field. Sure.
1: I so like my first experience when I when I gotta go down to Nebraska and go to a UNL game, uh they were playing sc- UNL? University, University of Lincoln.
0: Nebraska Lincoln.
1: Yeah, UNL. Hmm.
0: Is that an Austin thing?
1: Well, no, like, cause University of Omaha, Nebraska, I was looking like for undergrad, you UN know, yeah, is you, yeah.
0: It was U- yeah University, University of Nebraska, Nebraska at the, the city at,
1: at Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's the biggest
1: one. Yeah. The biggest one. A hundred percent. Uh, but they were playing Wisconsin and the, Wisconsin was like beating the shit out of them at halftime. And, uh, the Huskers came back and ended up winning. But, um, we were roaming around downtown bar area and every bar was playing uh jump around, which, which is, which is Madison's in Lincoln? like in Lincoln. What? Cause Nebraska came back and, and beat them. And it was like oh, one of the oh. biggest comebacks that they had. So they were playing jump around. And I remember to this day, there were so many Wisconsin Badger fans and this is another shout out, Joel. You probably have, have pushed this deep down in your memory, but Nebraska came back yeah, at really- halftime Shit stomped the Badgers, and then they played your song "Jump Around" throughout the city of Lincoln the entire night, and Badger fans were crying, walking home to their hotels. And it was <laughs> Joel was probably delicious. like
0: Joel was probably like eighteen Miller High Life's deep, so he didn't remember that part. Probably, but... yeah.
1: Give me a Miller stat.
0: Yeah, so this is where they like would go before the games sweet area
1: yeah very cool
0: yeah and my my uncle um graduated graduated from their from their law school i think undergrad and law school there um so he got to he got access to like the um you know graduate club or whatever they would call it so that was a cool spot to hang out Mm -hmm. but yeah um so we've gone on now for almost Almost two hours. This has been my longest episode ever. So we should wrap this up and we should go hang out. Um, So, Tim, you're not super active on social media, but um, if anybody wants to follow you or your story or your journey into law school or your journey into eventually um, starting your own law firm, um, where can they follow you at? Uh... Honestly,
1: I don't even know my own... (laughs)
0: Okay, we'll look it up. Oh,
1: Is it Timmy Neutron 11? Is that my Instagram? Yes, it is. You
0: might want to change that now that you're about to be a barred lawyer. No. So it's at T-I-M-M-Y underscore N-E-U-T-R-O-N 11. And you'll find pictures of him and his girlfriend and him in suits and me. And uh, that's it
1: pretty riveting things going on in my... If you have any, you have
0: any outstanding plan. law questions that you don't want nope, to can't, hire can't a law nope, lawyer for, nope, don't, message you him... You can't do that. That's violating the rules of... Well, they can message you whatever the fuck they don't. want. Nope. Yes, they can. They can nope. message you whatever you want. Don't do Your that. Your response...
1: I don't want... No, I don't want any clients right now. My initial focus right now is... If you the want line. an under-the-table
0: lawyer, message don't,
1: him. Don't do that either. <laughs> Please don't do that. If you want marketing advice... Uh,
0: Definitely find find
1: somebody who doesn't uh, consult with Meany and Meralt and go to them.
0: And then you find someone who doesn't make any more money. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So what I've been doing lately just in quarantine is like a little like um, give the audience like a little tip for the week, like something to do, like I've been saying, like wash your hands and get a good book. Like what's a little tip for the week to get them through another week of quarantine or whatever, whatever sort of separation their state is mandating right now. Find, I would say, um, find
1: something to improve, like, self-growth. Mm. So, like, find something that makes you uncomfortable doing, like, whether that's, like... And this is going to sound weird, but, like, if it's a puzzle or, like, doing something that, like, normally you'd be like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's really lame or something like that. Like, you'll find enjoyment in doing something like that. Like, I just I just did a thousand-piece puzzle, and it was fucking unreal. It was so much fun. It was brutal because it was... It was I'll, I'll show you a picture later, but it was... <laughs> It was fucking My mom got it as a joke For me and my roommate And we did it And she couldn't believe That we did it Because it was such a piece of Pain in the ass but
0: Fuck a puzzle Climb a mountain Yeah Fuck a puzzle
1: <laughs> Climb a mountain
0: Put that on a fucking t-shirt Where's to live by Put that on a t-shirt Fuck a puzzle Climb a mountain Peace Have a good week